This is The Big We, a black joy spreading Afrofuturist visioning real talk food for your soul pop culture podcast. Big laughs, big love, big joy, big dreams. The Big We. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm your co-host, Calvin Mitchell Williams III. You can just call me Calvin or Cal or C or C-Dub. I have many nicknames, but aside from being your resident Afrofuturist for Liberation, I'm also a retired spoken word poet, a recovering organizer, and a relentless culture nerd who understands the world through memes, mixtapes, and comic book metaphors. So get ready, because I just came back from Afro Comic Con and they're on fire. <laughs> I spend my time creating space for new stories and storytellers to emerge. And after many journeys through spaces, place, and time, I now call Oakland, California, USA my home. I am a Pisces. Hey, y'all, it's me, Anasa, your co-host. I am a lover of love, a lover of life, a lover of people, and yes, a lover of most of all, you. I'm a, <laughs> I mean it. I know. <laughs> I'm a writer, producer, and cultural strategist who lives in Memphis, Tennessee. I was born in July, Leo, and I continue to be obsessed with everything from Octavia Butler Lindo Calarissian from Oprah Winfrey to Stevie Wonder. P.S. If you haven't seen the new trailer for the Star Wars movie coming out in December, I'm so excited! I'm so excited! (laughs) Ooh, ooh, ooh! Come on, Lando! (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Big We. I'm excited for this episode. Me too. Me too. It's gonna be so yummy. Autumn Brown is a mother of dragons. An organizer, sci-fi writer, theologian, artist, and facilitator, and she is a worker owner at the Anti-Oppression Resource and Training Alliance, Aorta, from the heart. Hmm. (laughs) A worker-owned cooperative devoted to strengthening movements for social justice and a solidarity economy through political education, training, and planning. About to write a novel, drop an album. Yes. I'm so excited to be in Autumn doing all the amazing things. And one thing that I really love about Autumn is how she brings her full power and truth to parenting. I'm learning so much just on IG posts and listening to all the game of uh, raising beautiful, magical children. Adrienne Marie Brown is the author of Pleasure Activism, The Politics of Feeling Good, Emergent Strategy, Shaping Change, Changing Worlds, and the co-editor of Octavius Brood, Science Fiction from Social Justice Movements. She is a writer, a social justice facilitator, Octavia Butler scholar, pleasure activist, healing, singer, speaker, including a wedding singer, don't forget that, founding member of Emergent Strategy Institute, and a doula who lives in Detroit. Adrian has been my friend for a long time, and the thing I love most about her is that she has always reminded me what freedom looks like. like I know when I look to Adrian, I can remind myself how to free myself up just a little bit, but my super duper favorite thing about both Adrian and Autumn is their relationship because they're mm-hmm. sisters, and I have a sister who is like my favorite person in the whole entire world. And I know what that feels like. And to see them together in their full power, in their full freedom, in their full expression, their full creativity is like the most juicy, brilliant, wonderful, beautiful thing. And we're so excited to have them on the show. Really juiced to have them on the show. And you can also catch them on their own show, their own podcast. Yes. How to Survive the End of the World. Yes. 
learning from the apocalypse with grace, rigor, and curiosity. So definitely join Autumn and Adrian Marie Brown in How to Survive the End of the World. And without further ado, let's dive into this conversation we're about to have with Autumn and Adrian. Hey, y'all. We are here and so are you. Sing it, sing it, Adrian. Come on. There's a guitar in this room. We're going to record. Oh, snap. Let's do it. Make an album instead. (laughs) Um, I guess we should say hi to our friends, Adrian and Autumn. What's up? Everyone in the world, this is Adrian Marie Brown and Autumn Brown, sisters extraordinaire magical women of life we love each other and we were yeah. born from the same parents isn't that weird to think that we came out of the same vagina <laughs> oh god like when you actually think about it it's weird i literally <laughs> never ever thought about it and so. now you know what's amazing <laughs> is now you, now can't, you can't, unthink can't unthink that thought yeah yeah it is there mm-hmm. i can't unthink it it was kind of like an act of violence as a thought. Hey, that's a great vagina. <laughs> it's a great I will vagina. Say that I've been thinking yep. about it. All right, so now. here we are on your podcast. You have to yeah. think about it. You have to think about, about it, Calvin. Have the, same experience. the vagina that you love right. is about to like change, clarify. right? It's like I wasn't thinking on that particular that's question, right. but thinking about the process of life giving and birth and all that. Because the relationship to life and vaginas. Right, right. Very that's right we are so this is such mm-hmm. a good strong start november 20-ish mm-hmm. oh baby's coming soon yes. you gonna have a baby you gonna you have, gonna a, baby. have a baby and you gonna, you have, gonna a baby. have a baby a brand new baby so Autumn and adrian like to sing together i love it <laughs> <laughs> Calvin, we I'm always I'm down for it. karaoke. New segment. <laughs> New segment. Karaoke duet. New segment. Calvin Oki. And speaking of music, this is one of my favorite segments that we have because we get to talk about what songs are giving us life. And I'm really excited to hear what songs y'all chose to not only give y'all life, but also give me life because I'm ready to add to my mixtape. I felt really... Um, 80s and 90s over the last couple of weeks and I think I was doing that because I wanted to know what type of songs that the the young kid was would be bouncing around to so I've been playing a couple of songs from the that got me juice as a little kid and I'm just gonna say it was this baby was really excited to hear some De La Soul but that's not my pick I'm just putting it out there that yeah. That's right. All that baby has good taste I felt already. In love all over again. Oh my god! So cute. But to make it futuristic, I had to choose one of the albums that, that I just felt like I slept on. Um, this South African hip hop artist, Yugen Blackrock. And the first time I ever heard of her was actually on the Ooh. Black Panther album that Kendrick Lamar uh, released. Yes. And it, it was. Such a right. dope verse. I was like, "Yo, who is this?" And wait, which track is she on? On, yeah. uh, op. Oh, word. Yeah. Okay. Just do the verse. Yeah. And so 
She released an album earlier this year, and it is literally my nominee for huh. Stay Woke, Don't Sleep on the Album of the Year Award. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> it's called Anima <laughs> Mysterium. Right, right. Black magic, Afrofuturist, black horror. It had like, all these mm-hmm. genres and textures, and the song that really hooked it all in, Gorgon and Madonna. Okay. Okay. And I think it's Julia apropos it. for what we're going through right now because the hook goes Mercury's in retrograde, circles and circles. That's, What's the purpose? I'm glad that I'm glad there's a song about this exact moment right now. Should we tell real, people real. that we just so spent 45 that, minutes getting ourselves to this point of conversation? I feel like people <laughs> should know that. Like, we put in work to get here with y'all. Know that. Mm. We did. It was an effort. It was epic. A big one. This is for, we've never had this many people on at one time before. Oh, okay. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. We've had two guests before, but Calvin did them, talked to them in person. Ah, so you never himself. had so you two like, plus two. Simple. Us two plus y'all two plus production plus, you know. Your right. podcast is all grown up. Orisha. Mm. Aww. Mm. Yeah. Little cute podcast. I'm going to pass it. I'm going to pass the mic over to Adrian because okay. I want to know what song you're choosing for giving us life. All right. So I had to pick two. One of them, for some reason, I was ignoring Ariana Grande for a long time because of her ponytail. Um, I was just like, I just can't give it to her. I just can't give it to her. I can't. But then recently I heard like a song came on in my like kind of randomly came on and I was like, oh, wait, I need this song. And then I remember that the great Aretha Franklin um, had asked that Ariana sing at her funeral. So I was like, she's fine now. She's fine. Really? Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She said Ariana is one of the people who can sing at my funeral. Aretha wouldn't mm-hmm. mess that up. So I was like, let me let me go back and like give my heart over to this experiment. And the song is called NASA. And it's about needing space. And she basically says, I'm like space and you're like in ASA. And it's like, I just need you to visit me, but kind of keep on orbiting and just give me some room. And I feel like that about the whole world. So wow. this is like my sabbatical prep. I'm about to head on to sabbatical. And it's like, that's my sabbatical prep song. Is like, if you see me out in the world, just just stay at that moon orbit. Stay over there. So that's one of my songs. But the song that has been giving me like super life is Brittany Howard just put out a new album. Brittany Howard of oh, Alabama yes, Shakes uh, fame. And the song is called Georgia. I just want Georgia. 
and it's just got this little hook yes, that is like right. i just want georgia to notice me i just want georgia to notice me i just cannot get it out of my head i keep singing it and it's basically like a little queer love song thing like i think that that's what the song is it's just like i'm having all the normal feelings of just wanting someone to like me that happens to be this girl and i don't think there's anything wrong with it and i'm not a little boy and anyway it's the best so those are my songs it's so cute Ugh. so and britney howard the whole album is amazing she's freaking brilliant and it's a mood it's a journey but that song in particular is just like mm. a, like it's i like to put on a song and listen to it nonstop on repeat until i have completed what i'm i'm doing with that song which might take an entire week so that's what any friend of mine knows it's like oh so we're not we're not listening to any other song this song only okay cool so it's really nice what this is why i how i use my airplane it's really flights. true it's true i get on an airplane i'm like what's my song this is it repeat one time it's on repeat first i go hours. All, i want to go all the way in through and beyond the song it's a portal so i'm gonna pass it to anasa troutman oh my goodness Yee. well guys because <laughs> yeah. I'm having such a complex set of feelings, emotions, and experiences right now in my life, mm. I couldn't choose one song, so I decided to choose an overture because it has multiple songs embedded in wow. one single series. Oh, okay, an overture. Fancy. That's what overture means. Okay, teach me. This is where I am right now. It's exciting. So I am choosing the overture for the Wiz. Oh, that's good. Which which whiz? Which whiz? The girl going to Diana Ross and Michael Jackson. (laughs) I just want us to be clear because there was a a there was TV live with Mary J. Blige production. I'm just saying it happened. When Neo dabbed like 20 times, you can't deny its existence, (laughs) Anasa. If ever a time comes, I am talking about the Wiz, and I start talking about the live version. Someone needs to come and get me. We'll come and get you. We'll send the people over for you. Terribly No, we'll help you out. Has gone awry. It's time for a retreat. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Adrian on sabbatical. If I start talking about this, I'll be like, girl, I'm on the island. It wasn't terrible. I really enjoyed Kamala's outfits. But it's just, you know, you can't, you can't be Quincy Jones, Diana Ross, and Michael Jackson all in one. Because there's a reason to rejoice, you see. Yeah, that's me. I'm, I'm the overture with a special emphasis on the section for Brand New Day. Okay. So that's my aspiration. Mm, that's nice. fair. I'm trying to be dancing around in a yellow bikini right now, okay? That's right. Let's get there. Let's that's get right. there. Now, do you have a yellow bikini? Autumn. Listen, I don't have a yellow bikini, but okay. I have a purple one, and I have a black one with purple flowers. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find a yellow bikini for you for your birthday. That's Listen, what I'm focused I, on. I, 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 and I yellow accept. bikini. Thank you. Yeah. I accept. I accept. All right. Autumn, lay it on us. Mm. Well, I I similarly have two songs that represent (laughs) what feel like to me like two different extremes of an Mm. emotional, relational experience. Mm. Um, One is 
the first track off of Banks's new album. Um, Ooh, yes. Banks is like a, I think she self describes her her musical work as dark R and B. Um, dark and B. But she's like a white girl. I don't know, but she sounds amazing. And um, her new album, Three, the first track off of it is called Till Now. I saw you outside. my shirt. And it's basically like uh, auto tuned meditation on like leaving an abusive relationship with a gaslighting person. Um, it's fucking amazing um and it's like an excellent first song off of an album and i got to see her perform it live a few weeks ago and it was like incredible then the other song that is giving me life and has been for months now this was my summer song and now it's my fall song it's like my (laughs) like probably for the next year it's it's an older song it's off of um it's by kalela off of her 2013 album cut for you cut for me Mm. It's called Bankhead. So it's oh, this like, you know, good. it's like the <laughs> sexiest song that's about good. like being in love with someone in secret and it's the hottest sex ever. And like, it's all like airy and like breathy, but also she like full throat. So if you know what I'm saying. So anyway, I, I feel like those two songs, full, mm. full throat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those two songs are really like, you I know, they're bridging, they're bridging a, a, a full body experience that I mm. recommend everyone have. That sounds so exciting. And that also, isn't the song Bluff on that little album? I'm calling you Bluff. Ain't no way you're really leaving. Oh, that shit is mm. so good. All right, well, mm. I need to go listen to that album now. All right. No this is fun. This hmm. is definitely going on the next this playlist. This is going to be the best <laughs> playlist ever. I'm really excited about this playlist. What are we going to call it? Podcast playlist. <laughs> <laughs> that will be the hashtag. Ow! Never. Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Maybe the name of the playlist will emerge in our conversation. Yeah, we'll see if we get there by the end. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you all. Me too. Me too. I love this thing right here. So, Mm -hmm. I think in our last um, conversation that Anasa and I had, we were having like a little side chat about this new show on Netflix uh, called Raising Dion. I hear you. (laughs) Have you ever wondered what it's like to raise a superhero? Put it back right now. How do you give him a normal childhood? And it's just this uh, beautiful story of uh, a single mother, actually a, a widow raising a widow. Her, her child um, in Atlanta who turns out to have superpowers. And what's really captivating is that this is in uh, kind of like a year or like two years of magical, uh, whimsy, superhero, supernatural, speculative fiction that's uh, that's, uh, emerging around um, black stories that that are being told. So I'm really excited to have this conversation. I'm going to start with, I mean, have you all watched it all? Have you seen it? 
So <laughs> I've been watching it since you told us, like, this is what you were going to want to talk about. I was like, this is one of those opportunities where watching science fiction is actually being given to me as homework. And I love when those moments happen. I was like, I'm sorry, I can't hang out with anyone right now. I have to prepare for my podcast recording. <laughs> um, so I've been binge watching it for the past day and a half. And I love this show. Like, it's really surprising. It's really well cast. It's the story is so realistic. Like, it's like the magic is in there and there's all kinds of science fictional elements. But just the actual dynamics of this mother trying to raise this seven year old by herself and trying to make ends meet and trying to deal with her grief and trying to deal with the big questions. And then all of a sudden, like I have only magical children around me. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, that moment when a child that you love starts to claim their power, whatever that looks like, you're just like, holy snap. You think that, yes, you can run really fast. Now you think you can just run anywhere. How do I keep you safe? Um, there's so much of this, this show that's like, how do I keep a child safe in this time? And there's so many elements that I just thought were so, I love that the best friend is a little girl in a wheelchair who's just like got a badass attitude and like she's just, mm -hmm. I loved, I, yeah, there's so many parts of this that I'm like, that was good, you hit the mark. Um, so thank you so much for calling us into conversation around this. I'm like, yes. Mm. Um, this is Autumn. I, um, I haven't gotten to watch it yet. I was able to watch the trailer after you um, teed it up for us. And and I have to say, it was like, uh, you know, I think I was saying before we hit record that, um, that in large part because of like the motherfucker of a year that I've had over the last year of my life, I haven't had the um, focus to be able to really watch TV. And... Um, but the, the trailer for this show really caught my attention and felt like, oh, this actually could be a really good entry point for me back into pop culture and like all the things that I feel like I'm kind of um, missing right now because I'm caught up in my own life. Um, and I have to say, as a parent of three very very special individuals there was something in watching the trailer that felt very like um i don't want to say triggering that's too strong of a word but just like that it felt very familiar to me yes um because because each of my children um appear to have a superpower of some kind to me yes. and um and for one of them her particular superpower is something that definitely does seem to expose her to danger. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I just feel like I'm going to be, I'm going to be watching this show probably with like a very vulnerable heart as a mom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, I was thinking of you and the baby, the nibblings the whole time and thinking of a couple of the nibblings, the moms and nibblings in my, world where I'm just sort of like I see this happening already where this child is just starting to call on here's everything I've got um, in me and like the same way that you would as any human being but as a child human being it's just like one day you thought and it's all based on longing which I think is one of the most magical pieces of this is that 
the powers that each person has in the show are really rooted in what they're longing for either Ooh. longing to stop or longing to call close to them or where they're longing to be and which I'm just like ooh, you know like that's so often I feel like superpowers are presented as um, here's what I can do for other people like here's how I can save someone random strangers random people whatever and I think to me that's one of the most interesting conceits of this one is that mostly so far the superpowers are like I want to be somewhere I want to be with someone I want to be near someone I want to be safe so there's there is like beginning to be a little bit of the saving and helping that I'm about five or six episodes in so I see some of that starting to emerge but it's it starts with I want to play with these Legos now the Legos are up in the air floating. Now it's magic. I want to give my mom a magical moment or whatever. I'm like, ooh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing I love about this show is all the things that y'all, y'all have said, but when I look at the way the show was crafted, like the care that was taken with this show in terms of the storytelling, the acting, the little boy is like my favorite actor in the whole entire world right now. He's he so good. So, so yummy. I love that kid. And to be able to have, like, such a, like, it's the juxtaposition of, like, the realness and the reality of the show. Because it's, like, there's nothing fantastic about the everyday life of this this little boy and his mom. It's, like, a legit story that you can find all over Atlanta. All over Atlanta. There's kids like him all over. Women like her all over. And, like, that right next to this super fantastic, amazing like the the way that Michael B. Jordan comes in and out, the, like I love with his fine ass, so much. With his what a gift! Seriously, gift. He's like he's like Come I produced on. this show so that I could show up in it in the most magical possible <laughs> just, way. Just when you need to have a way. dream papa show up with a beautiful mouth, <laughs> there he is, just dreaming. <laughs> and it's like I think about there's two things that makes me think about. One is like the company that produced this show, Macro, and like the work that they have done mm-hmm. um, over the past few years to be able to just like be magical in that space and have it be so gorgeous, but also makes me think about the lineage. We've been talking a lot about the lineage of this kind of work. We talked about the water dancer in this show and yeah. all the things that we're all totally geeking out over. And that's one of the reasons why this was going to be exciting to talk to you two about it. One, because I think that the two of you together are superheroes. Like, I think Aww. individually, yes, you're individually you're amazing. But, like, the two of you together, when y'all get together, there's, like, a Wonder Twin Power Activate thing. And it, like, I, yeah. it's the thing I love most about each of you individually is who you are with your sister. And so that's oh, it. NASA. I mean it. <laughs> But the other thing is, like, of all the people that I know in the world, like, you all are the ones, in terms of the lineage of this work, who were, like, down all the way back in the day when I was geeking out as a youngster and looking around, like, who are the other people who love this? And it was literally just the two of you. (laughs) (laughs) So lonely. I'm like, welcome to our lives, Anasa. Yes. That's you kind of like what it's been like growing up. It's just like, does anyone else like this? My sister. <laughs> I can trap her in a room and we can talk about poetry and sci-fi and like she will like yes. it. <laughs> yes, yes. So like, yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't want to have this conversation with anybody else except for the two of y'all because I know, I know where you come from. Yay. 
I know where you come from. It's exciting. And the thing that, you know, that this company, Macro, are the same people who are doing the Xenogenesis series TV show. Uh, Stop it. Okay, yeah. got it. That's great. Yeah. That's good wow. to know. Okay. And now, because when I first heard that, I was like, oh, no, they better not. And now I'm like, oh, y'all can do it. Okay. Cool. No, yeah. they can do it. Because it. it feels like a sci-fi show, Never too. Like, they're not... I like how they're doing it where they're not so far they're 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 using some special effects and stuff like that but they're really playing inside of nature in a way that yeah. I really enjoy like yeah. they're working with the the natural elements like a part of the conceit yeah. is that the father who is now missing they think dead or swallowed up into some other realm or something he was a storm chaser and so there's this whole part where it's like um, what is the relationship with nature and how much of what Dion's powers are are tied in with that capacity to manipulate nature, which of course immediately brought me back to Octavia's superheroes. Like Octavia, I feel like wrote this over and over again. It's like, oh, what are the powers that are tied in with either our natural capacity, like hyper empathy, or tied in with being able to transform and move around the things around me um, so when I think of like Anyanwu, it's like she was like, I can manipulate the material of the, the tangible world, right? I'm like, that's all Dion is doing is like he's learning how do I mani- I can manipulate. And I also love the playfulness of it, like that, you know, Lauren Olamina, Octavia is like most relevant hero for this moment, I think. Lauren Olamina is this young baby person you know like this young leader and I'm like oh Dion's half her age even younger mm-hmm. Dion's seven years mm-hmm. old and so there's whereas Lauren Olamina it's like oh you could lead people I'm like Dion you're seven you still need to be held and guided and like you need someone to help support you and you know Autumn I just kept thinking of your kiddos in this because I'm just like they do have these superpowers but they're so young right now that they have to have someone who helps them figure out like how do I run all this lightning power down to the earth? How do I reconnect with breath? Like, how do I, how do I use this power for good? And I also think it's a great show when it comes to bullying. There's a whole part around, okay, so you're a different kid and it shows mm-hmm. yeah. and you're going to get bullied. And like, how do we help our kids be, move and survive this new bullying process? Well, and it's interesting, too, thinking about, you know, what you were saying earlier, Adrian, about, um, you know, the superpowers kind of, like, coalescing around what the character is longing for yeah. or longing towards versus, you know, a typical representation of superpowers as being, like, a, a savior or a sacrifice yeah. kind of relationship. Um and I think about, like, um, I mean, again, I haven't seen the show yet, so I don't really know. Um, but I think I think one of the things that we see more of in, in any kind of, like, Afrofuturist vision related to the, the, like, sci-fi trope of superpowers is that the superpowers are often in relationship to a vulnerability. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And... Which makes sense, right? It makes sense that, like, from the perspective of, like, those of us who live inside of various kinds of marginalizations or historical trauma, that, you know, we have an embodied sense that the things that make us most vulnerable are the things that make us most powerful, obviously. Um, 
And then it's interesting to think about how that translates into, um, you know, the complexity of parenting children with that yes. lens. Yes. Um, because I, I certainly see it with my own kids and also just with um, children generally at this at this particular moment in time that um, that we're raising children, we're raising a generation of children who are in a highly vulnerable context. Yes. And, and I think some of the, some of the dynamics that I feel like we're already starting to see emerge in that is that like, like my kids, for instance, one of the superpowers that they have is boundaries. Like they have, they are hyper aware of what their boundaries are and (laughs) like and really 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 effective at communicating them I had an experience um just the other day with uh with my middle child who sometimes will do this sort of developmental regression thing where she'll start speaking in a baby voice and and it just drives me up the wall right that's right and I and I understand where it comes from, but it really drives me up the wall. And so sometimes I'll say to her, like, she'll start talking in her baby voice. And I'll be like, oh, I want you to use your nine-year-old voice. And the other day she said to me, she's like, mom, my voice is mine to use as I choose. Whoa. You can't control how I use my voice. And you Whoa. and I looked at her. I looked at her like, OK. And then and then she looks at me and she's like, you can't say anything to that. <laughs> it's so powerful. Yeah. We've taught we've right? raised these little boundary yeah. monsters. Like that it's level so of, like she is really, you know, e- mm-hmm. even inside of li- like being raised and living inside a more vulnerable context as all of our children are, you know, whether they're children of color or not, like living under a climate apocalypse is like a very vulnerable condition to live in. And she's really inside that. She's really in her agency about her body and her voice. And that, to me, feels like super, super powery, you know? Yes. That is incredible. She should come and teach us all. Right? I mean, she's like, I I tell people all the time, I believe in um, collective process. I believe in consensus. Um, And, like, I would absolutely abdicate power to her. And will probably. I do often. I'm like, I call it baby. And do often, yeah. I'm just like, you, you're, she generally is right. She's generally right about things. So, yeah. It's amazing to be able to be responsible for the development of another person in such a way that, especially in in the context of such vulnerability, where you can help to cultivate that part of them in a way that keeps them safe, but they never lose themselves. That's right. Yes. Like that, I, I can't even imagine. Well, and well, I think and it, is, the, it is, it yeah, is, go ahead. It's a, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I think it's like, that's the, it's the, it's like a, such an incredible honor and it's yeah. such a complex responsibility to hold that's because right. of course, as like any of us who were any black person who was raised by other black people knows yep. that like most of our history of being raised in the black community is, you know, being taught often through violence how to make yourself smaller for the sake of safety, right. right? Like that's how that's how many of us are trained to survive and navigate and cope with the conditions. So the new generation, I think, is showing us like that old way doesn't work. 
we actually have to be even more large and powerful if we're going to survive. And it's challenging as a parent to be like, how do I support you being as large and powerful in your spirit as you actually need to be while also not exposing you to even more danger? It's really, it can be very scary. Well, and that's what I wanted to say just really quickly was the mom. I really love the mother character because you get to see she just shows the struggle, the pain of being a mom all by yourself with this magical child, wanting to be in right relationship with your child, loving them, making them feel safe, making them feel seen while also navigating and you're about to go into a world where you're not safe and how do I help you feel safe while moving through the real world which is not safe it's they do such a good job she does such a good job just on her face showing what that yeah, feels well, like moving through the world herself yeah. in a way that's in a, in a in a complete state of unsafety and grief exactly and like, and yeah. like she's managing yeah. all of that for all of them at the same time mm. <laughs> yeah this it, it was there were definitely some moments in the show where i had to like pause yeah. catch my breath yeah. like even in this conversation i'm like man breathe because that's a real feeling because as as many of you know, uh, both of those who are listening and uh, homies on the, on this conversation, uh, for me, um, I saw a lot of my own uh, both childhood and impending parenthood That's reflected right. in in this stories. Yeah. So for my mother, you know, when, I, when I was born, my mother was a w- widow, and oh, wow. I remember those moments where I was just longing, right, yeah. for stories of a father who I wanted to know, but I, I, all I had were the amulets or the trinkets or the things that I could hold on to. Wow. And what was often was like my name. So I remember learning how to write my name and asking the question, oh, how am I the third? Who's the second? Whoa. So I know who the first is my grandfather. And oh, Calvin, being, I did not know all that. That's amazing. Wow. It, it, it's and it's been such a journey uh, now on this phase. Like I see the show and I'm able now to have um, uh, anchors on on multiple sides of uh, the compassion that I, I now can hold for that young child yeah. who's yearning to know a parent mm. that uh, they're just, just in constant conversation with just by navigating life. Mm. And then for a parent who wants to hold enough compassion for their own grief, their own, like I just saw my mother through that. That's right. right. And I, I, I think uh, even now with, with expecting to raise you know, ra- raising a, a child. I almost slipped up and said the name. Oops. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. We almost got there. Guys. Okay, but if it did come out, we would I just would edit it and pretend like we had never heard it. You we would not do you like that, baby. I know, I know right, right. Just if you want to say it right now, us. that's fine. We won't share um, it ever. But but being able to cultivate, like, what is going to be your power yeah. without projecting the things that I'm afraid of, like, one of the most potent uh, Yeah scenes there's actually the only episode i watched twice was the the episode where the mother has to give dion the talk yes because he was about to be suspended for school for a fight that that he actually didn't have yes right and and so that was so real thinking right that principle made me so mad i was so i had this positive video i couldn't even watch it yeah 
So what, what are the spaces that we can create for young people to, uh, to fully step into their truth and their power? And I, I just want to learn, like I was taking like a master class from you right now, Autumn, and like how do you create space for uh, a beloved young one who's in your life, for your child or mm. someone else? Um, to be fully in their power mm. and and i'm gonna be sitting with that probably forever <laughs> yeah it's a lifelong and, and, it's totally lifelong mm. work yeah. and, and you know I think it's, you know yeah. the, the reality of of children right is that they also it's so beautiful to hear you talking about your own history in relationship to the child that is coming to you mm. and is about to receive all of the amazing love that you have to offer so like lucky them um and you know for sure one of my experiences like one of the things that has consistently been true in my journey as a parent is that like your children sh- reveal yourself to you in a way that mm. no one else can and not- nothing else can like they just they mirror back to you exactly what your work is and it's a gift if you can receive it as a gift <laughs> <laughs> And that can sometimes vary day by day. So that's right. That's what I hear. I also think it's so important for people who are doing parenting right now, Calvin, Autumn, everyone. It's like to have shows like this that don't pull the punches around the power dynamics you have to navigate around these miraculous children who, because there's so many people, like they're coming up against people who are still trying to hold the status quo of current society don't realize something is evolving in your midst in your hands in your face and you don't even see it and right now so many parents are like that it's like everything is evolving right in front of us and we have to be able to see it even if we can't we won't make it all the way with them Mm. yeah you better preach hallelujah you better tell it a whole word a whole word (laughs) right I, I wish we had more time for this recorded conversation, although I know there'll be much more time to have it online, offline. Well, we're going to have to bring y'all on our show, too. We'll have to do it. Uh, challenge accepted. Part Back two. Seat, fourth seat. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yes, yes, go. yes. Uh, I definitely want to give you all opportunity to share more about uh, what you may be working on. And, again, like this perfect um, opportunity to have this conversation with you all as – visionary writers and speculative writers um so if there is anything that is bubbling up in your creative worlds that you would like to share i want to give you the opportunity to share that with the weverse adrian you go first okay i was gonna say tell them about the novel um uh, we have a podcast called how to survive the end of the world um where there's two recent excellent episodes um from autumn one talking about indigenous worldviews and power dynamics and, and presence and one talking about a new economy um, that I'm highly I'm like basically recommending to everyone because I stand for autumn um, and our podcast we're about to right after we hang up with you we're going to get on with Charlene Carruthers and talk about this upcoming election and how do sure. those of us who don't really give a fuck about the election deal with the fact that it's taken over everything um, and be in right relationship you better with the show future. yourself as who you are I am not here. Um, so that's the primary question there. I am working on a new book, um, facilitation and mediation book. So um, after we finish all these little recordings, I'm back into writing retreat mode. And then I'm heading on a sabbatical this year. So those are some of the things that I'm up to and excited about. Autumn, what about you? Mm. 
Um, let's see. I am I am uh, completing my first novel, um, and um, it's it's very close to done. Um, <laughs> you know, you get. To, I feel like with these kinds of projects, you're sort of like, will it ever be done? Um, but I do believe it's going to to be complete. Um, and I'm also uh, very slowly working on um, an album, uh, uh, a music, a music project with um, uh-huh. my dear friend and collaborator Nehemiah Luckett. Um, so. Yes. Yeah, and then I'm just ever involved in the creative work of, like, parenting, which really is, uh, it's a creative process, and and it helps me when I think about it that way. <laughs> I have, like, two hours worth of questions based on the two things that y'all just said. <laughs> right? So we definitely have to come on your podcast. It's going to happen. I've got questions. I might call you tonight. All right. <laughs> You're like, I need to I'm know. waiting for your call. <laughs> Y'all are like sisters once removed. Just get at it. Uh, get to I, it. Don't I know it. Don't See, I know it. it was so wonderful to be with y'all today. I love y'all both Absolutely. so much. Love y'all Thank so much. Thank you so much for having us. We Thanks love y'all for everything. Too. And what an honor. This is awesome. And I'm really excited that you put me onto a new show. And um, Calvin, have a good baby. <laughs> <laughs> I made this baby have a good parent. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna do great. Thank you so much. <laughs> we're, we're held well, and we're just holding each other. the only advice I can give you, truly, is get a waterproof pad for your bed. Okay, that's, that's right. right. That's, that's right. right. Game changer. Good advice. Mm-hmm. Game yes. changer. That All way, right. you don't have to get up to go to right, the bathroom. <laughs> it's so great. All right. Good night. <laughs> Talk to y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. And don't forget to tweet us, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Big Wee Podcast. Again, that's at The Big Wee Podcast. Drop us a line at hello at thebigweepodcast.com. And you can find us at our website, thebigweepodcast.com. And anywhere you get your podcasts, and don't forget to leave a review. Lastly, We want to give a shout out to a few very special people who make this program happen, starting first with our producer, We Am Gadban, the wonderful Paola Maritzan, who is taking care of our post-production audio, editing, and sound engineering. And a humongous shout out to Creative Stay out in Nashville, my guy Brian Sexton, and this amazing theme music featuring Patrick Brooks, a.k.a. Cadence Pat, and Andronicus Hawkins, a.k.a. Nickus Beats. And, of course, to you, our beautiful, beloved listeners. We love you so much. This has been The Big We.